For all of us who celebrated Epiphany on Sunday, today is a Thursday before we celebrate the baptism of the Lord, which would conclude the liturgical season for uh, Christmas. But there are many in many countries, in Eastern churches as well, who today they celebrate Epiphany. And they celebrate Epiphanies, the great solemnity of God revealing himself to the peoples, to the Gentiles. So to all those who are part of our group, this group that goes beyond the shrine here, but all of us, all of you who watch the uh, celebration here from the shrine and are members of the Eastern Church, or perhaps in your country, you celebrate Epiphany today. We extend a special type of uh, wishes, best wishes, and, and as well as blessings, because it is God who reveals himself to all of us. All of us are Gentiles. All of us are, are the special people that God has made possible to know him. He gave us the grace. He, he gave us the inspiration. He has drawn us to himself. So today, on this special day, with this Thursday after Epiphany, or Epiphany itself, the Lord wants to speak to us. He wants to share with us something that's extraordinary and wonderful. Okay, why do we have this reading today from the Gospel, and of course, first reading as well from St. John's, the Vagina Evangelist, is because the theme after Christmas is the Lord wants to reveal himself to us. Who is this Jesus? Who is the one who was born in a manger? Who is the one who has no place to to find his own except in a cave? There's no room in the inn. Who is he? And then we slowly, you know, reading the scriptures, whether it's John's gospel, where we hear of him as being the word, the logos, from the, from the very beginning, he was with God and he was God. He took it to his own, he came, yet his known did not recognize him. And yet to those who he gave, he gave the grace to know him, like the revelations to shepherds, who came from the fields to honor the Lord, to the, to the three kings who came, and to others who came and recognized in him the Messiah, the Lord. The, the, to them he gave the, the power to know him. And here today we see the proclamation of who is this Jesus in St. Luke's Gospel. It is the Messiah. He's the one who was foretold by Isaiah. The one is the anointed one. He's the one with a special mission. And we hear, what is that mission? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. He sent me to proclaim liberty to captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free and to proclaim a year acceptable to the Lord. It is this Jesus, the one, the anointed one, and he has a special mission that the Father sent him, a special mission to help us to remove the consequences of sin, because ultimately sin is that which makes us blind, captive, oppressed. The greatest oppression is that sin blocks us from grace, from grace that we receive from God. Sin blocks us from a relationship, deeper relationship with God. Sin is that which causes us such great harm. 
we know the consequences of sin. And so the mission of Jesus, the anointed one, the eternal word of God became flesh, is to free us, to bring glad tidings, to bring good news to all those who in any way are trapped, who suffer, who do not see anything uh, beyond their own brokenness. The Lord is bringing hope and the power to heal, to transform. And so this is, that's why we have this description today. Jesus who returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. We also see in this reading, and not only in this reading, the role of the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Holy Spirit who works together with Jesus, who works together and also through Jesus in his humanity. So what we have here today is, is the underscoring of the, of the role of the Holy Spirit in bringing these glad tidings, in, in empowering Jesus in his humanity to be the proclaimer and to be the, the one who, who heals, who forgives. He transforms, frees from, from, from the trappings of, of the evil one. So the Lord, as the scripture says, Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. And he was moved, this is after he endured the trials, the temptations by the evil one. As you know, Jesus went out at the age of 30. He went out and, and, and the first thing that he did, he allowed himself to be baptized by, by John the Baptist. And then after that, he was moved into the desert to do penance, fasting and prayer. And in the desert, he was tempted by the evil one, tempted to, to, um, to make himself known by transforming stones into bread. You're hungry, you can do this for others. Or show yourself that God is in you, so therefore you can throw yourself of the parapet of the of the from from uh, from from the from the uh, tower uh, of the temple. He says the Lord will protect you. The angels will be sent. So so the, so the temptations of the evil one was to utilize what what he had for his own self-aggrandizement, whatever, show yourself who you are, or, and the, the, fast one, the last one, the last temptation, as you know, the uh, temptation was to, to uh, you know, to uh, evil one says, bow down to me, I'll give you everything. I'll give you all the kingdoms of the earth. I'll give you everything. And as we know that the Lord responded to each one of those temptations through the words of, of scripture, not by bread that those men live alone. You shall honor the Lord himself, no one else. And so we have here, and so it is in this moment, under the movement and the power of the Holy Spirit, he comes to Nazareth. He comes to Nazareth. And, and, and it is there in Nazareth where he grew up. He went according to his custom into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. Jesus the Lord goes, the Messiah goes to synagogue to worship together with the rest of the people in the Sabbath every week as was custom for him. So we see who he is from the perspective, human perspective. There he's in the synagogue. And then not only that, 
But he stood up to read and was handed a scroll, the prophet Isaiah. Jesus was in Nazareth for 30 years. They knew that he was able to not only read, but he was invited. He was invited to read and he was given. It's not that he chose the book of Isaiah, he was given by the attendant in the synagogue. He was given this book. He unrolled it, unrolled the scroll and found the passage where it was written. So now he chooses, even though he's given from the book, the book of Isaiah, the scroll of Isaiah, but he chooses this passage. Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Okay, to bring light tidings to the poor. What we have is Jesus's proclamation and manifestation of his mission. This is his mission. This is why the Lord became one of us. This is why he was born. This is why he grew and lived in Nazareth. But also this is why he began his public ministry in the ministry of the Messiah, the ministry of the anointed one. So that is, and, and Jesus speaks here, it is the spirit of the Lord that has come, has anointed me. But then what is that mission? The mission is very concrete. Bring the tidings to the poor, proclaim liberty to captives, recovery of sight to the blind, let the oppressed go free, and then to proclaim a year acceptable to the Lord. Okay, so it is, and we see that the Lord, this is what he did. This is what the Lord did throughout his life. Yes, he proclaimed the good news. Yes, he has healed and brought a recovery of sight to the blind. He proclaimed liberty to those who are captives, who are trapped in sin, brokenness, who are trapped in hopelessness, who are trapped in, 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 in the darkness of their own lives, seeing no way out, in a, in a pain, whatever it may have been. And then he, the, he, he freed them, but also he proclaimed a year acceptable to the Lord, which is he proclaimed Jubilee year. Jubilee year, and as you know, in the traditions of the of the Hebrew people, Israel people of, of of Israel, the Lord gave them a special gift every 50 years, no matter what they've done, no matter how they they, they dissipate their uh, you know wealth, wherever it was, how enslaved they became, even if they became servants. At the, on the, year, the year between year 49 and 50, all everything, all their ancestral possessions were returned to them. This is so unusual. It's never been practiced in any other society where, you know, if, if, if people who have lost their whatever, mismanagement, whatever it is, uh, they, they mis mismanaged their own property, ancestral property. It was all always at the, at, the, at the year of 50 was given back to them. This was a jubilee year. And so the Lord says to, to, to us through Isaiah that he was the one to proclaim a year acceptable, a year of favor, a year of jubilee year to all those who were in any way trapped. And so the Lord has come and restores the dignity to the people. The, 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 the dignity have lost through whatever, the sinfulness, the, the disobedience to God, in not following the commandments, whatever it might have been, the Lord wants to restore, restore everything to them. And so now, but the more important here is not only that he's to do this through the power of the Holy Spirit, but he says, rolling up the scroll, he handed it back to the attendant and sat down. 
and the eyes of all the in the synagogue look intently on him, which means, why did you choose this reading? People will say, There's, Isaiah is really big. He could have chosen anything. And so all the eyes are looking at him because the way he read it, uh, probably the Lord who embraced the mission, and he said to them, today the scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. Basically meaning, I am the Messiah that was foretold. I am the anointed one. In me, God, the Father, is giving you this gift of the Jubilee year, freedom, restoration, healing, a proclamation. And all spoke highly of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his mouth. All were amazed because they knew him. He was there with them. He was there for 30 years. They knew him. And yet they, they realized something that under the power of the Holy Spirit and through the div divinity that he is, the, the God the Father wished that he would reveal himself fully and then proclaim his mission. St. John today, he speaks of that mission. What is that mission in a concrete way? The mission in a concrete way for us is that we care for another, that we cannot hate our brother because then we become liars. How can you be a, a man or woman of God? How can you be a brother and sister to Jesus and still remain or allow that hate to take place? how to, to destroy others. It's not possible. And so St. John says, whoever hates his brother, sister, um, is a liar, because if he says that he's a lover of God, he cannot be. Whoever loves God must also love his brother and sister. So everyone who believes that Jesus is the Lord, is the anointed one, so whoever believes that Jesus is the Messiah, is the Christ, because Christ, as you know, Christ, the name is Christos, Christ uh, means the anointed one. So whoever believes in Jesus as the Christ is begotten by God. And everyone who loves the Father also loves the one, the begotten by him. Everyone who loves the Father is also the one who loves Jesus. And so then he says, okay, so how do we live out this mission of Christ? Is that we love the children of God when we love God and obey his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome, but whoever is begotten by God conquers the world. And the victory that conquers the world is our faith. So John speaks, okay, begins with faith, begins with trust, and then we allow grace to keep on coming into our hearts until we become stronger and stronger, whereby we're no longer afflicted by, by, by sinfulness, it may be sins by weakness, but never by intent. And so this is how the, John speaks. Our mission is to take care of one another. Our mission is to allow grace to transform us so much that we no longer sin consciously, intentionally, but only because of human weakness. And then we become lovers of God. And then we become truly sons and daughters of God destined for glory. And finally, today, we honor Bessette, uh, Andre Bessette, 
from Montreal. Very interesting person. He was truly a, a, a holy young man, but he was not exactly capable of things. He was not considered to be too smart. And so um, a, pa a pastor of a church, he sends him as a candidate to a religious community called Holy Cross, Brothers of Holy Cross, but they don't want to accept him. He's not a good candidate. And, and as he said, they wanted to show him the door first, you know, basically, I don't think you're, you're, you're qualified. And yet, and yet, it was the bishop who intervened on his behalf. Perhaps the priest said to the bishop, you've got to do something. He's a really incredible person, truly a, a man of God, truly a man filled with faith. And so under recommendations of the bishop of Montreal, he was accepted to the community. And so they gave him a a responsibility, um, kind of menial work. But what happened is he began to take care of people who were coming to the church. And, and um, he began to ask for healings because many people who come to the shrines or places are people who, who, are, who know where to find grace. They go and they seek because they desire to know the Lord more, to receive his blessings and graces. And so there he was. And the only thing that he did was he was asking for this grace through the intercession of St. Joseph. And he just kept doing this. Eventually there'll be so many people coming that they, they begin to build, which is now today known as St. Joseph Oratory in Montreal. And he was to be known, sort of miracle worker, uh, through the through Saint Joseph. Uh, there's thousands upon thousands who receive graces, direct healings, through his intercession. And and so this person who of, was of not of great standing intellectual capabilities, but he was a lover of God. He was a man of faith, and he was able to do these extraordinary things because of his faith, because of his love for the people. He loved the people, the broken people who were coming. He would give them special attention and he would pray for them. And, and, and through this, he attained that great sanctity. He was beatified and canonized through his, through his role. A huge basilica was built. I mean, he, he, he someone who uh, allowed the grace of God to flow through him. He made, he, he made possible for so many, not only the healing, but also to create the, the future uh, blessings like we have today, the thousands of people who go to the St. Joseph's Oratory in Montreal. What do we have to do today? Here we are, we gather. Uh, it's still Christmas season till this coming Sunday. What can we do? I think we're invited to to look closer into our hearts again. We look into our faith. Do we see the, the movement of grace, the movement of the Holy Spirit in us? Do we see the inspirations of the Holy Spirit? How the Holy Spirit is guiding us, reminding us maybe we should go to church, we should maybe pray, maybe I should call someone whom I have been far away from or should I reconcile? What can we do? Have I, maybe the Holy Spirit is inviting us to go to confession because we haven't been there for a long time. What is the Holy Spirit asking us to do? To love the Lord more, to embrace more his will. 
What is he asking us? Perhaps he's asking us that maybe I should do a little bit more for my family because I've been sort of away. I've been too focused on my own needs rather than that. Perhaps today, maybe the Holy Spirit is asking us to have confidence, greater confidence in God amidst the spread, uh, you know, outspread of the, this, this Omicron, um, um, uh, this version of, of, of the pandemic, uh, COVID. Maybe, maybe, is there, maybe we as a nation should take a closer look as to what we're doing. We're divided. We want to continue this division because we said there's an advantage to that for political advantages. Maybe the Holy Spirit is asking us to seek the truth, how to overcome our own limitations, our own ideologies, what we don't see. The Lord is saying to us, God will give us the grace to know the truth and to set the truth will set us free rather than be trapped as a nation, looking at and trying to divide ourselves more. You know, all those things, allowing the Holy Spirit to guide us is the spirit of Jesus. This Jesus gave us. I gave you the Holy Spirit to, to, to allow you to, to, to reveal to you the full, fullness of truth, who I am, who the Father is, who you are as sons and daughters of God destined for glory, who you are being empowered by the Holy Spirit to live out the, the, the real truth, of knowing how to take care of one another in our nation or of the world which is so divided as well. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of unity, the spirit of reconciliation, it's a spirit of justification, it's a spirit of mercy, the spirit of extraordinary grace. So let us ask today that the Holy Spirit given to us by Jesus, the second person of the Holy Spirit, May the Holy Spirit, as he revealed Jesus to the Magi, as he revealed the, 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 the true nature of, of Jesus to the shepherds, the spirit that overshadowed Our Lady, and she became, she became the mother of God. May that Holy Spirit also continually overshadow us so that in us Christ may be born, born each day anew, and that he will lead us to the fullness of joy by following the path of truth, commandments, following the path of love, because it is through that we can come to know him and attain the fullness of life. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. 
That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.